Rural Youth Project podcast, brought to you by the Rural Youth Project. We're an international movement for change by and for young people living in the countryside. Thank you to InterAgro for sponsoring this podcast. So I'm sat here today uh, with Christina and Yurik, um, who are from Funky Botta. Uh, Christina is originally from Russia and Yurik uh, is from Germany. And uh, both of them have shared an interesting story over the, this weekend at the Rural Youth Ideas Festival about changing of life uh, by moving countries, but also a project that is inspiring and helping other people to live and fulfil their dreams. I wonder, Christina, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and where you've come from? Yes, um, I came from Russia. Uh, 12 years I was living in Moscow. And uh, then I met my future husband and we were thinking about our dreams, <laughs> what we want to do in the life and where we want to live. And we decided to take the third country, not Germany, not Russia, to take that country where we can start up from zero, support each other and do some meaningful things and uh, support some projects. We really think it's important to support it and change the society. And uh, yesterday you said uh, in your presentation you were talking about the fact that uh, one of the reasons that you wanted to look for a project was because there wasn't the, the volunteering projects with disabilities, which we'll touch on in a sec. Yeah. But, but why Sweden? Why did you end up uh, now living and working in Sweden? Yeah. Um, uh, in Russia I was a part of the Paralympic team and there I was so inspired and impressed how it's great to work not for people with disabilities but with people with disabilities as a co-workers as a partners and how great they are open-minded open heart and uh, after that I start to make the research where I would like to try to know more this area and to learn more and see good examples and I have found uh, Sweden quite progressing exactly in this area, supporting people with disabilities, accessible areas and so on. And I have found the organization, um, uh, it's in the city, it's called Bekhe, the organization called Funkibater. And they're doing really incredible things. Uh, and that moment they were open for the volunteers for one year. It was Erasmus Plus program. And I just applied and I have yes, and I was very happy to have it. Fantastic. And Jurek, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you've come to be involved in the project. Uh, yes, uh, it's a long story, but to sum it up, I have background in, in a lot of different things. I studied history and economics. I worked in logistics, I worked in media and uh, volunteered a lot. I volunteered uh, in healthcare and in care for elderly and uh, people with disabilities. And all these kind of parts mean a lot for me and telling stories means a lot for me. Uh, and I was always looking for a place where I can kind of combine different parts of me. Um, and at the time I didn't know that this place is, is what I'm looking for. It was just a very good opportunity to work in an international environment and yeah, to, to volunteer again, but also to try out Sweden as we wanted to move there and to see is the country and culture something for us. And uh, yeah, when we started there, we, we realized quite uh, early that they have so many different things to offer and I can lead the training with young people and inspire young people. and. Uh, I had this experience with, with youth, youth exchanges where, um, yeah, it's, it's such a good spirit and such a good learning spirit and I think where you can grow as a young person very much. 
And I always liked this kind of atmosphere and be with young people who want to make a change. And uh, we've talked about it also during this time a lot. Um, be with your cheerleaders and be uh, with people who are positive. Um, so this I really enjoyed. And at the same time, I could learn a lot about media, about uh, recording movies and about editing. Um, so this part I could grow more and um, it was important for me also to grow myself in speaking in front of people. I, I always had the ability to speak, it was more to find the courage mm -hmm. uh, and I had the opportunity for that uh, and at the same time learning the language and learning about the culture. So it was a really good combination and that's also why we were wanted to stay and we were able to stay in this uh, organization from Kibato or Netwerk Etzip. Uh, where we work with all kind of um, people who have some learning disabilities or who just uh, were sick and coming back into the work um, working world or um, yeah all kinds of backgrounds and uh, it's it's very um, rewarding because you help people at the same time you learn so much for yourself so yeah really enjoying that. Very good. And Christina, tell us a little bit about some of the, the projects and some of the work that you deliver. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, this summer we managed to organize the first national camp for youngsters with uh, different types of disabilities who are interested uh, in virtual reality and new technologies. Uh, for most of them it was something unusual and so far we know that uh, in Sweden uh, there is not any kind of this camp and uh, we were very inspired how the guys can train themselves with the virtual reality with the help of games and be so passionate about it we've seen someone who like hardly can have like several exercises at home and during our vr experience of vr games they were like ex exercising and do movement all the time like two hours without non-stop and for us it was like okay we are in the right way because yeah that's how you can inspire the others to to move physically and mentally and some of them were very creative writing podcasts doing the movies trying themselves as a um, filming person and writing the scripts for the stories and all all this experience they can have together and for most of them it was very very uncommon to go out from their city or even to go out from their flats because they're stuck there and to go out to some other part of sweden and uh, i don't know try the google earth travel and see paris and how it looks in digital way and then maybe thinking yeah i would like to try to travel in real life that makes us really encouraged to do our camps and yesterday uh, we talk about stories and, and Jurek, um, i know we talked yesterday also a lot about uh, the importance of telling a story mm. um one of the things that that gained the most um interest in the room was your books can yeah. you tell us about these yeah yeah um three years ago funky butter to start to make a research about the books um where we can find uh, the heroes who has disabilities kids books mostly for three six seven years old and we couldn't find it and uh, it was such a pity because we know that uh, it's it's really important and it's necessary that this kind of books, this kind of heroes could be in every library and the school. 
and we realized, okay, if we couldn't find it, maybe we can do it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we applied for the foundation, uh, Swedish foundation in Arsfonden, and uh, get the support for three years. So we can found uh, the authors, we can found the illustrators, but we want uh, this project made by uh, the real people who has the real stories. So almost all our authors has the disabilities or family members has the disabilities. So basically it's kind of fairy tales in the format of the real, real story of someone's and uh, illustrated also by uh, the illustrators with disabilities and the whole project is supported and like in the beginning we have like um, three or four books uh, mainly about physical disabilities and then when we start to spread these books uh, the parents were coming were coming to us and asking um do you have something about autism or do you have about something mental wellness or do you have something for the blind people and we said, no, but you can join the project. Fantastic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now we have 25 books and uh, we are really happy uh, that, um, at least in our region, almost library, almost uh, all um, schools and uh, rehabilitation center has these books. And we're really trying to spread it more in Sweden. And we're thinking about to translate these books uh, in the other languages because we think it's an important message. Fantastic. It's a brilliant book and uh, very much looking forward to um, hearing how you get on with the international. Jurek, um, one of your uh, messages is uh, it's, it shouldn't be possible, but it is possible. Um, yesterday you talked about impossibilities being turned into positives. Why is a project like this possible and, and why are projects continuing to thrive in, in Sweden? Yeah, I think it comes down to often we look at, um, in, especially in economics, into standard models and if uh, something is not following, following the standards um it's it's strange it's awkward out of the uh, yeah out of the viewpoint and in this way i think uh, it's very important to to think different and to to find synergies with other organizations so yeah very much the strength of this organization is that it's small associations that cooperate together so um you're never standing alone find other people who think the same do the same and then um combine your strength um um, another part is to um, uh, and to sort my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yesterday, you you yeah. took part in a session that um, was called "It's Not Easy." Um, yeah. um, the, the three speakers we had on the stage were all uh, from one one was from an island, one was from Wales, and, and yourself. And it was all people who were showing that actually, although it may not seem easy at first, if you take it down into smaller chunks, actually you can deliver a project. Give us some advice on how you've delivered some of the, the things in your life, because you've had a, a turbulent change of, of <laughs> activity. Um, um, I think a good way is, uh, as I said before, to, to find the people that uh, are positive, thinking positive. And I always find that in volunteering. And I think it's very easy to think about volunteering at, like, a lot of people think like, oh, you're working and you're not paid, that's not good, Like that's not how it should be. But the part that I enjoy with volunteers is that um, they always have the choice to say no and if they do something, they really want to do it. Um, and I try to also make a work environment where the paid people think like that, where you don't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not paid for this, so I'm not doing this. Like, 
you can do what you really want and if if this is what you're doing is not passion like you're not passionate about it uh we need to find another position we need to find another way um and this this spirit of volunteering i think it's it's really strong and i think there's a lot of ways locally and uh, also international where you can volunteer and help each other out Fantastic. And Christina, tell us a little bit about, um, if you can, you touched earlier on how life uh, growing up as a young woman uh, isn't always been easy and, and there's been limitations to what you can and can't do. How's that um, inspired you to go on and want to do more to help other people? Um, I truly believe that uh, if you have that dream, you should follow your dreams. And um, during your experience uh, you can face a lot of challenges for example you can do something which is supposed to be good fancy glamorous and respected but it's not yours and at that moment uh, you you really need to have the brace inside to tell yourself that okay maybe I see a lot of positive things in this but maybe it's not my cup of tea and I really want to do what I want to do and don't listen to others, don't see only the borders, not afraid of the challenges, even it would be hard and so on. But yeah, uh, follow, follow the dreams, follow the things you're really passionate about. And uh, maybe in the beginning you will be alone and it's not because you're alone, just because sometimes you're the first. And uh, when you are the first, of course, it will be followers soon. But for the moment when you're alone and starts like the new things, the new project, new idea, uh, just keep going, do it and yeah, truly believe what for. And um, I know you both have to shoot away soon for your flight, but um, my last question for you both, what's been your take-home messages? You've heard some different speakers, you've, you've met some people from all over Europe and here in Scotland. What's really resonated or, or been a key take-home message that, that you've thought, wow, that's something I didn't know or, or something I really aspire to do? I really like the terms, uh, like when we're talking about cheerleaders, because... Uh, it's it's so visual and understandable, like the the, the people that cheer you up and yeah, um, yeah. For me, it was uh, when we're talking about surround yourself with your cheerleaders. I I really like that part because it's very understandable, very visual, um, and I think it's really good to be a cheerleader for others and to su surround yourself with others who cheer you up and support each other. I think that's a really good part. I really like that. Fantastic, and Christina. I always was truly supportive about positive thinking, but I think it was the first workshop here, the first like training, where not me was speaking about positive thinking, where I hear from different corners about positive thinking. And uh, a lot of speakers were talking about positive thinking. And I think it's so important. And it's, it's so great when you could be surrounded by positive thinking people and if it's not maybe it's a kind of dream mm -hmm. you're doing not something not right or uh, maybe you're doing right things but not 
with a team you should do it yeah and uh, always say yes to the whole challenges fantastic well on that note thank you both for saying yes and coming to (laughs) scotland um have a very safe journey back to sweden and uh, we look forward to doing more with you in the future through the youth project thanks for having us